Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, we come before you and uh, we do thank you that you are the God who has had mercy upon us. And we ask that you would continue to have mercy upon us. We also pray for peace. We pray for your peace uh, to be upon our congregation, for your peace to be upon our community. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you would uh, calm uh, any fears that exist now uh, during uh, this uh, virus. Lord, we know that you reign. We know that you are in control of all things. And we know that we belong to you, that you keep us, and that you will never let go of us. So I pray that as uh, we hear the word of the gospel once again, that our hearts would be liberated by you, that we, through the power of your Holy Spirit, would fix our eyes on you, that we would keep our eyes on Jesus. I pray, Lord, as your word is proclaimed, that uh, you would remind us that even when we are asleep, even when we become sleepy spiritually, you remain awake for us, and that you're always interceding, praying for us on our behalf. So give us faith today. Give us confidence today in you and what you have done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. One of our favorite places to camp in New York is at Allegheny State Park. It's a massive state park. It's almost 65,000 acres. The state of New York runs uh, many programs. The Rangers run uh, naturalist programs throughout the year. One of the programs that they have is the Firefly Program. The Firefly Fly Program starts at about 10 p.m. And I looked through the brochure of all the programs they have, and I thought it'd be fun to take the kids to the Firefly Program. So we drove off into the Allegheny Mountains to some dark corner of the park, and there we found a big group of people that were ready to watch and to see the amazing display of lights from the fireflies. When we got there, it was spectacular. There were fireflies everywhere. The ranger told us all about fireflies, why they light up uh, during June and July. Well, they said the, the, the show gets better if we go into another area of the park. So they took us back into the woods, down a dark dirt road. And they told us beforehand to bring chairs, so we set up our chairs. There we sat to watch the light show. So we sat there. Everybody was silent, in the dark, sitting, waiting, and watching. Sure enough, the, uh, the lightning bugs, the fireflies, they began to light up, and they put on a spectacular show for us. People were ooing and aahing. After about 10 or 15 minutes, people became quiet. A little while longer, I heard something. I heard snoring. <laughs> Remember, it's 10 o'clock at night. A few more minutes went by, and, and not only was it a spectacular uh, display of lights, but it was a symphony of people snoring all around me. <laughs> I poked the kids. Are you awake? They were asleep. I wondered, are the rangers sleeping too? How long will we stay out here? Well, pretty soon the rangers woke us up and we went on our way. There's nothing wrong with falling asleep while watching fireflies put on a light show. 
But falling asleep at other times is completely inappropriate. How about falling asleep when your wife is talking to you? Have you ever done that? I asked my wife this morning, have I ever done that? I don't remember it. She said, you probably have. Or falling asleep in a meeting or in a class. I've done that. I remember falling asleep during a blood-borne pathogens OSHA training class. That is the most boring thing that a person can sit and listen to. After I fell asleep and started snoring, uh, everybody was looking at me, and none of my fellow firefighters let me live that one down, a pastor falling asleep in class. Eyes on Jesus. Sleepy eyes is the theme today. And what an appropriate theme for this Sunday is everybody just lost an hour of sleep. Let's turn in our Bibles to Mark chapter 14, verses 32 through 42. As you turn there, consider this question. What about falling asleep when Jesus tells you to stay awake and pray? Falling asleep when Jesus says, stay alert, stay awake, and pray. Mark chapter 14, verse 32. And they went to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. And he took with him Peter, James, and John and began to be greatly distressed and troubled. And he said to them, my soul is very sorrowful even to death. Remain here and watch. And going a little farther, he fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible that the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me. Yet not I, what I will, but what you will. And he came and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not watch one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, he went away and prayed, saying the same words. And again, he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were very heavy. And they did not know what to answer him. And he came a third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? It is enough. The hour has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. This is the gospel of the Lord. How many of you would say, I'm just like those disciples? That's who I am. When it's time to watch and pray, I end up falling asleep. Not necessarily in the physical sense, but in the spiritual sense. We all fall asleep. We all become sleepy in that spiritual sense. So I'm very thankful that in the weakness of my flesh, in the weakness of my sinful flesh, Jesus is always awake for me. And he's always awake for you. And Jesus is always praying for you. He never sleeps. He never slumbers. Spiritually, our eyes are sleepy too often. And we should be vigilant. We should be vigilant as followers of Jesus Christ to watch and to pray. We should be watching for lurking 
dangers. As believers, we are called to be spiritually alert, to be awake to see danger, because the scripture says that our adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking, seeking someone to devour. Considering these attacks, considering this world that we live in, now is not the time to sleep. We must be alert. This is not the hour for sleepy eyes. This is the hour to remain alert, to be diligent in prayer. This is not the time to take our eyes off of Jesus, but to to fix our eyes on him. Jesus said, watch and pray. Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. So this is your call, brothers and sisters in Christ, to remain awake, to watch, and to pray. What do we do when we fall asleep, fall asleep spiritually, when we fail to watch and pray? It happens, doesn't it? It happens to each and every one of us. We we are lulled into this spiritual malaise, and finally our eyes grow tired spiritually, and we even fall asleep spiritually. What do we do when we grow spiritually sleepy? We go back to Jesus. We go back to the gospel. And by the gospel, the word of the gospel, we are revived again. We are made alive again. We fix our eyes on Jesus. As soon as we realize that our eyes are growing sleepy spiritually, once again we fix our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the perfecter of our faith, who went to the cross for us. What do we do when we grow sleepy spiritually and fall asleep spiritually? Fix your eyes on Jesus. Remembering this. Remembering that he never sleeps. He never sleeps. We're weak in our human flesh. We grow spiritually sleepy, but but God never sleeps. This is the point of the sermon. Because our flesh is weak. Jesus is always awake and alert for our benefit. Psalm 121, verse 4, we read it this morning. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither what? He will neither slumber nor sleep. To be honest, I don't have what it takes to remain alert and to pray. But Jesus is always awake. And Jesus is always praying for me. And he's praying for you. This is the truth of Scripture. Did you know that? That this is a truth from Scripture? That that Jesus prays for you. Hebrews 7.25. Two verses today that I want you to remember when you're discouraged. Wondering, is God there? Does he care about me? Hebrews 7.25. Consequently, he is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Intercession. It's a fancy word 
for prayer. Intercession is just a synonym for prayer. He is always, he always lives to pray for you. Isn't that amazing? He's awake and he is praying for you right now. Romans 8.34, so we have Hebrews 7.25. He always lives to make intercession for you. Hebrews 7.25 and then Romans 8.34. Christ Jesus is the one who died more than that, who was raised. Who was at the right hand of God. Who indeed is interceding for us. He's praying for you. Remember Hebrews 7.25. Remember Romans 8.34. You are loved by God. You are his dearly loved child. He is always, he is always praying for you. Because your flesh is weak, because my flesh is weak, Jesus never sleeps. And he always prays. He always prays for us. Robert Murray McChaney, a 19th century Scottish preacher, said this. If I could hear Christ praying for me in the next room, I would not fear a million enemies. Imagine that. Imagine if you could enter into the throne room of God and if you could hear Jesus praying for you. You wouldn't fear anything. Yet the distance makes no difference. Cheney says, he is praying for me. He is praying for me. Just because you can't hear the prayers that, that God makes on your behalf, that Jesus makes on your behalf before the Father, it doesn't mean that he isn't praying for you. He is. Have confidence in that. And do not fear. We have nothing to fear. We have nothing to fear in this hour of fear within our society. More than this, Jesus provided for your eternal salvation when he submitted to the will of the Father on your behalf. He's praying for you. And more than that, he actually went to the cross because he loves you so much. Mark 14, 36, and Jesus said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. He says, remove this cup from me. What's he talking about when he says, remove this cup from me? Well, it's the cup of suffering. He's saying, Lord, if you can take away the cross, if you can take away the agony and the suffering and, and the separation between you and I, Lord, Lord let this, this cup pass. But then he says this, not what I will, not what I will, but what you will. Jesus willingly submitted himself to the will of the Father to suffer on the cross on your behalf and for your salvation. He loves you so much. He's praying for you. And he died for you. If we could, could hear God the Son praying to God the Father on our behalf, we would never fear. And if we could fully comprehend the love of God for us 
in sending Jesus Christ as our Savior, you would never fear. We would never fear. If we could comprehend this love, the love that says that he gave his only begotten Son, that you are forgiven and loved by him, you would never fear. You would never fear. So today, the call of the gospel is to confess your sin and to trust in him, to believe in him, and to find great confidence in him today. When we are liberated by Jesus through his saving work for us, we're then given the Holy Spirit, and through the power of his Spirit, we can indeed remain alert and pray with our eyes on Jesus. Our flesh is weak, but we've been liberated by the gospel. We have been filled with the Spirit. And through the power of his Spirit, church, we can remain as those who are awake, and we can be those who constantly keep our eyes on Jesus in a spirit of prayer. Sleepy eyes, sleepy eyes. Only the Holy Spirit can turn our sleepy eyes into eyes that are fully alert to the reality of every danger that is around us, that is alert to the devil and his attacks. In the power of the Spirit, we can indeed remain awake and we can pray to Jesus who hears us and answers us according to his will. We can pray for those within our congregation. We can pray for this community. And we know that Jesus hears, that he loves us. He loves our world. And he desires for all to come to know Christ as Savior. So what fears do you face today? What difficulty do you face today? What attack are you under right now? Whatever the difficulty, fix your eyes on Jesus. He is the author and the perfecter of your faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame. He laid down everything for you because he loves you. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we come before you, and we thank you and we praise you that you are such a good Savior. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that you are always uh, for us and that you are never against us. And Jesus, we thank you that you are always interceding on our behalf. Lord, what a blessing it would be to hear, to hear how you're praying for us now. So by your Holy Spirit, I pray that, that you would give us the ability to pray with Jesus now for the needs that exist within our congregation and for the needs that exist within our community. Lord, we give all of this to you. We trust you. We believe in you. In Jesus' name, amen.